Today we celebrate the solemnity of the epiphany of our Lord. And when we hear that word epiphany, we might wonder, what exactly are we talking about? An epiphany is like that aha moment, the realization, the recognition of something, or coming to a new inspiration, recognizing something for the first time. We are celebrating the epiphany of our Lord because the wise men, the magi, found our Lord. They were seeking him out. They were looking for him. And they found him. And that's kind of like the epiphany. They, aha, here he is, the Lord, the Savior, the Messiah. And we call them wise men, but we might wonder, why? What makes them so wise? And what is wisdom itself? Sometimes we think knowledge and wisdom are the same thing, but although they're related, they're not quite the same. Knowledge is like possessing a piece of information, something factual. For example, knowledge, a piece of knowledge would be like knowing that a tomato is a fruit rather than a vegetable. So that would be informative piece of information. But wisdom is how do we take what we know, ordering it rightly and using it well in our lives for the greatest good. So someone who's wise would know that it's not a good idea to include a tomato in your fruit salad because that just won't go over well. Kind of like this attempt at humor. (laughs) So we need to order things rightly so that uh, it'll work out for the best possible end. And that's what we see the wise men doing, that they are taking what they know, the things that they know about prophecy, the things that they know about the stars, and they're using it for the best possible end to find this king, to find the newborn king of the Jews. And they come from quite a distance. They're traveling from the east. Although sacred scripture doesn't tell us, oftentimes we think of them as being kings, three kings. And if they're kings, that means that they're leaving their kingdom in search of the king of kings, that they're putting God over their current lives of their own kingdoms, that God is more important than the things that they possess and control, that God is number one. And that is one of the reasons why they are so wise. But we also see in our scripture passage that as they're following the stars, they're using the knowledge that they have in order to find this king. When the star is hidden, when they can no longer see it, they ask for directions. They get the help that they need on their journey. They go to Jerusalem and ask, well, where is the newborn king of the Jews? And then, knowing that Bethlehem is the destination, they leave Jerusalem and they find the star again and it guides them all the way to Jesus. And so we see they're wise inasmuch as they're not letting pride prevent them from getting the help that they need when they need it. And after coming to the Lord and giving him gifts, offering him gold, frankincense, and myrrh, They are wise in as much as they are paying attention to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. Yes, they found the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, but they're also docile. They're also listening to God. And by a warning and a dream, they realize not to go back to Herod, but instead go back to their own country in a different way. And so the wise men are very wise for putting God first, for getting help when they need it, and for being docile to the Holy Spirit, allowing God to guide them on their way.
But what about us? Are we wise? Do we have things in the right order? Is God the most important to us? Sometimes we as human beings, it's easy for us to have something else as our primary goal or motivation, our most important thing in our lives. For parents, sometimes it's children. For those who are married, sometimes it's a spouse. But God needs to be first, because when we have our relationship with God in its right order, then everything else falls into place. When God is first and we're receiving from him his love, his mercy, his grace, we're fortified and strengthened. We're made better than we were before. We become the best version of ourselves through our relationship with God. And then those other relationships with spouse and children will be even better than they would without our relationship with God because we would have that mercy, that love, that grace, that compassion, that kindness, the gentleness that we receive from God to be able to share it with spouse, with children, with others. And so it's wise for us to keep God first, to make him the most important in our lives, to protect that time of prayer in our daily lives, to regularly receive the grace of God in the sacraments so that we can be strengthened, we can be made the best version of ourselves, so that we can be drawn to the Lord and love others as we should. It is wise for us to have things in the right order. And so how is it then that we can keep God first? Well, prayer, daily prayer. We can give at least 1% of our day to God. For those who don't know, that's 15 minutes. 15 minutes a day, praying to the Lord, lifting our hearts and our minds to him, talking to the Lord, but also spending some time in silence, giving him the opportunity to speak to us. Maybe part of that prayer would be reading scripture and looking for a word or phrase that stands out and gets our attention. That very well could be God speaking to us through sacred scripture. If we're humble, if we're docile, if we're open, we could recognize his inspirations. Because God usually works subtly and speaks with a still, small voice. It's important for us to keep God first, to seek him out, to seek help when we need it. When we recognize that we've gone astray, when we've done things that we are not proud of, to go to God for his mercy and forgiveness, seeking him out in the, in the confessional, in the sacrament of reconciliation. It's important for us to be spiritually nourished. Just as our bodies need to be nourished with physical food, our souls need to be nourished with spiritual food. And for our spiritual food, the God of the universe gives his very self to us. That is, the Son of God makes himself available to us. After having become human, after giving up his life on the cross, to make up for all the sins of all of humanity for all time, he gives himself even to us now and today. He comes to us in the Eucharist so that we can be spiritually nourished. Do we regularly take advantage of this gift of grace, this opportunity to be purified and cleansed and healed, this way of being nourished by our God? Are we wise in the way that we live our lives, ordering things rightly, getting help when we need it, being docile to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit? We should consider in what ways we can continue to improve, because we can always grow in our relationship with the Lord. So in this next moment of silence, consider what it is that you can do this week to better be wise in the way you live your life, 
as we prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the most holy Eucharist. Just put a sign.